Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Uh, Declan and Barbara are with us once again uh, to solve every single one of your problems. Every uh, single every one. Every single one. Good afternoon to you both. How are you doing? Uh, this person says, I had my first baby back in May. The last four months have been eventful, but we got through it. My best friend is also due her first baby in a few weeks. And she keeps asking de- questions about the first three months of motherhood. And I don't know how much detail to go into without scaring her. She asks about breastfeeding, which I had an awful time with, sleeping patterns, which I still haven't nailed down. And uh, <laughs> sorry for laughing, but four months, you think you've nailed it down? Four, uh, uh, wait until you're in your, you know, maybe 18 or so. Uh, and time I spend with my husband, we don't get a lot of time now. If someone was this honest with me before I gave birth, I would have been terrified. However, she keeps telling me I've a wall up since I gave birth. The truth is, I definitely have an element of postnatal depression and I feel like me discussing my experience with her is not the best thing to do. Okay, mm. <clears throat> um, okay I, I, I kind of think that there's, there's two things going on here. I mean, the first question that she poses, I think is whether we think it's okay for her to tell her friend who's pregnant all the kind of, you know, the the gory details and Mm. the kind of downsides of being the parent and particularly the mother of a newborn baby and the sleep and all the other things that she mentioned. But the second question, I think, or the second uh, problem is how her sharing and therefore kind of reliving all of that again, you know, um, in the sharing with her friend, how that's going to affect her when she's already kind of mentioned that she might have a little bit of postnatal depression. Mm. Um, So therefore, my advice is pretty straightforward. I think you need to be completely honest with your friend. You know, the friend realises you've put a wall up. She realises the stuff you're not telling her. Yeah. Um, And therefore, I think if you're pregnant... Your imagination, well, even when you're not pregnant, if, if you're trying to get information from somebody who you know has been through an experience and they're not telling you, your imagination will go to all kinds of places that might actually be even worse than the reality. So I think if she can, if she feels up to sharing the the the, the, the brutal truths with her friend, well, then she should. But I think if she doesn't, if that is the issue, if the issue is I don't want to go back and kind of remember how it was in week one or month one and month two and I don't really want to do that because I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep it all together. Then you need to be honest with the friend and tell her that too and say, I'm not putting a wall up, but I honestly found it so difficult. I just really don't want to go there. There are... And then I think the friend will stop asking. And it's not like there aren't a whole load of resources out there for pregnant women and yeah. mothers of young babies to to give her all the information that she needs. But I think the problem here is that the woman who wrote into us isn't being completely honest and open with her friend. And the friend is sensing, like, why are, what are you not telling me? Mm. So I think she needs to she needs to be honest with the friend, whichever way that is, whether it's, look, I'll tell you all. Or whether it's, I don't want to go there and I don't want to tell you all. So, like, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm minding myself here because that's important. Yeah, when I when I first read this letter, I, I saw it as, oh, one person going to another person who, through experience, had kind of become the role of the expert and, and the first person kind of going, just tell me, I need to know. Mm. Then I thought about it and going, look, in this day and age, as you've already pointed out, there are loads of resources. Yeah. The woman has the internet this this friend isn't the only source for her to get the information that she seemingly so desperately needs. I personally think that what she's doing, really, the friend, is recognising that her friend, who's just been through childbirth, is having a bit of a hard time. Mm. And she's trying to get her to talk. And that's really what's going on. That she's going, are you all right? Tell me about it. What's, you know, whatever is going on. Maybe they're just not, they're miscommunicating because, like... 
honestly, as you already said, if she wants to know something about childbirth, you know, there's loads of places, isn't 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 that yeah. true? And Although I'm not sure that I mean, as women, we're generally pretty good at communicating directly with each other. So I'm not sure that she would have been so obscure or obtuse in the way that she was um, asking the friend, you know, tell me about your experience. Um, because from a worried place, I think she would have been much more direct. Like it would have been, are you OK? You know, are okay. you upset or are you, you know, are you a bit depressed or whatever? I think that she would have been more straightforward. I think it's I personally think it's more likely in my experience that she wants to know the ins and outs of this, her best friend's personal um, experience, experience yeah. of, you okay. know, the birth maybe and the first few months and the fact that she's not telling her that maybe she's suspecting there's something that she doesn't know about that maybe she should know about. Um, I do think, well, obviously it's the same process. Yeah. I think obviously for every person individually, there's going to be... It's diff- going to be different. different. Oh, yeah. Your sure bodies are different. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be different elements that, you know, different things Babies that happen. Babies are different. All that stuff yeah. is different. Um, I do still think though that at the core of this problem, the person who wrote this letter in is kind of is mentioning in the side of it that they they're having a bit of a psychological experience yeah. that they're not addressing. Yeah. I think that's really difficult and it's really overwhelming. And when people speak in terms of childbirth and and infants and, you know, breastfeeding and all that kind of stuff, a lot of the conversation is kind of about the mechanics of it and about getting it to be perfect. You know, like even the yeah. illusion that you joked about, within four weeks, I'm going to have the, 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 baby, the baby sleep time down. Yeah. All the, you know, because everybody has to be the perfect parent. And, and that what that does is it kind of throws a rug over people who who either can't seem to get it to work or have an emotional or psychological response. From my experience of myself, my daughter and people I know, nobody gets it right. Like, you know, it's it's a mess. But the pressure to be perfect is so... But the pressure to be perfect. And in lots of ways, I think that's got, like a lot of things, I think it's got worse with social media. I mean, I sometimes see, you know, Mm. young women and young mothers and, you know, making it all look like so fabulous and it's so... Yeah. With their hair brushed. You got your hair brushed Uh, and the baby down. No, well, that's, you see, there are lots of resources, but for the most part, the childcare industrial complex is going to tell you this yeah. is this is yeah. how you're going to solve all yeah. your problems yeah. Yeah. now and then when someone says you get no sleep up until the point you give birth your idea of no sleep is i was up all weekend at a rave yeah try you know <laughs> when you haven't Why slept you for four months that? that's yeah. guantanamo bay levels of, uh, of torture yeah. plus no sex obviously no no probably intelligent conversation uh you have uh, leaking nipples possibly mastitis yeah you've had stitches possibly that's you know uh, you've got a screaming baby on top of that. You're triggering me. I know. But the, but, but, but the thing is, is I, I really think that an awful lot of mothers, first time mothers have this, but they feel an utter failure because, yeah. because yeah. Well, I'm supposed to be able to cope with this. Yeah. No one can cope no, with that. No, absolutely. That's why I was thinking she should, you know, if she can. And I get I think the last line is the most important line in this when she says that she has an element of postnatal depression. I f- and I feel like me discussing my experience with her is not the best thing to do. I think she means for her. Not for the friend. Yeah. Um, but I think it's precisely because, as you say, her experience is very normal and it's messy and it's tough. All the more reason why she should share it with the yeah. friend if she feels she can. Because I, I do think, you know, that otherwise. Uh, but there are some, you know, I mean, there's. But isn't it like everything? It's stuff. like, you know, whether you're talking about what people look like or whatever it is, the, 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 the drive to be perfect 
maintains its kind of its power at the centre of the conversation and all of the kind of messy bits get kind of swept under the carpet. And Rutherford is still put in this place where, you know, it should be very natural and it should come to us all and we should all be well able to deal with it because we're women and we're mothers now and it's all. And you're not allowed to be in a bad humour. You're not allowed. But you're not allowed to burst into tears and go, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like I haven't Mm. a clue what I'm doing. Um, But I think, you know, to have the freedom. And I think that's where friendships between women are can be really important because I remember when I, my oldest was, was a baby and ringing my best friend who'd had a baby a, a, but nearly a year earlier. And I was at the end of my tether about something. And I always remember she said to me, oh, she said, yeah, she said, sure, I'm going to give him a different name. Sure, I felt like smashing Sean against the wall this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking, yeah. what? Okay, that's fine then. I, you know, no, she didn't, obviously. <laughs> okay, but, you. Do you know, the fact that it's that <laughs> level of crazy, um, yeah. I think it's very important that you have somebody who can bring you back down to earth and away from all the nonsense about yeah. perfection. Uh, the thing about it, says one person, is uh, something like breastfeeding can be very hard uh, uh, because some other people have very different experiences to others. When you don't do it right, uh, you feel like a letdown. Uh, and that's, I think that's probably a particular thing. Yeah, and again, that. I remember I was in Australia after my granddaughter was born and I remember my daughter was having difficulties with breastfeeding and she really, because she'd listened to all the things that says breastfeeding is best, you have to breastfeed, you know, and I, that's all, yeah, great. Mm. It is the best if you can do it, it's great. And it's like, but not everybody can. And your mental health and also your relationship with the baby, I would say is at least equally, if not more important. And I remember a public health nurse coming into her and she was in tears going, I can't manage it. And this is a week later. I just can't get the baby to latch on and the baby's mm. crying and I'm crying and it's all. She said, have you formula? Supplement with a bottle every so often. And then everything calmed down and everything. She did a bit yeah. of both and that was fine. Um, so, I, you know. I know somebody who had, went through exactly that and um, the um, baby wouldn't latch on. She was expressing the milk and, yeah. fe- and feeding that to the baby. But when she asked the district nurse, and the district nurse says, oh, there's a breastfeeding group down the road. And she says, well, you know, can I go to that? And she says, is the baby breastfeeding? And she said, no, I eat. Yeah, she's not latching. And she said, no, I wouldn't do that. Because they'll... They'll eat you. Yeah. You know, they'll blame you. There is, there yeah. is, it's they'll quite... They'll blame you. Well, they yeah. are quite, yeah. I hate to say militant, but they're quite yeah. assertive in the way that yeah. the message is put across. Uh, this woman needs to be honest with her friend. Mm. Uh, we all get parts of parenting wrong and we learn from hearing about others. Mm. Uh, you can be honest without being smug. I don't think this one is smug. No. <laughs> don't scare her, but be honest. I wish someone had told me how disconnected I would be from my husband. It was very hard. Aideen says, I felt like it was such a bad mum with my first and second. I wish more of my friends were more honest about how tough things were at the start. Mm. Uh, though somebody else says, disagree. Uh, the woman is right. You should never tell someone expecting that it's what it's really like. My friend did it to me and it ruined my final few weeks. I was constantly worried. Well, I think it's different if somebody comes and dumps all this information on you and you haven't looked for it. Yeah. But I think if you're probably going to be worried anyway, right? Yeah. But if you're actively asking for information, then I think it's different. I know when I was, (laughs) when I was pregnant, um, and I was, I was 24, 25, and my friend, as I say, was a few months ahead of me. And I remember telling her, don't tell me anything about the birth. I don't actually want to know because yeah, I knew yeah. I'd have had nightmares for the, you know. The, it's the like whole, a secret club. I was, yeah, and she's like, okay, fine, I'll tell <laughs> you Go through your initiation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I have flashbacks. No, only because, you know what they give stitches with? It's, it's, it's a scissors. And if you purposely went out to design the scariest uh, pair of scissors in your life, that would be the scissors. 
If you Google the scissors they use to give stitches to Why women. Why would you? Yeah. You see, in, in some ways, uh, and uh, you know, I I was very glad it wasn't my husband when I was having the other two. Yeah. Because I would not like to have seen the kind of carnage. Yeah. I always remember, who was it? Robbie Williams' About description. About that shit's pump burned. Like, watching his favourite pump burned. <laughs> Which, to a degree, it is. Yeah, yeah must be said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, we, Barbara's right, says Sarah, we should be more open about what happens after you give birth. Instagram paints childbirth to be beautiful. Yeah. It's not. It's hard. Rewarding after 10 years. That's about it. To Sarah. <laughs> that's about it. You're right, Sarah. That's about, about it. it. That's about it. And then from 10 on, do they say thank you for anything Never. they do when they're... Ah, oh, but they come back then when they're a bit older. Um, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes I'd like the opportunity to miss them more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I must say. Yeah, yeah. I get that, yeah. Uh, uh, afternoon. I'm having an issue that happens on every work night out. There is a guy that works on the same in the same company as me. And when we're out... We end up getting together. The issue is, he has a wife and I have a boyfriend. This isn't like me. I've never done anything like this in my life before. I can't say I've overly strong feelings for this man, but it seems to me that when we're in the same room and alcohol is involved, we're just drawn to each other. I hate the way I feel the next day, and I know he feels the same. I'm not playing any sort of victim. I know we're both guilty. I think the solution is that I just cut out all social occasions in work, but I know this will ruin some of my friendships. Am I being dramatic? Please help me. I need to put this bad decision-making to a stop. Jeez. Oh, that's a very itchy hand reading that one. And then you want to slap somebody. Slap. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, I you know what she agree. needs now? She needs a baby. Sort her out. Sort her out. That'll give you the, the punishment you deserve. <laughs> Isn't it funny, though, that how people like kind of create a scenario where they make themselves almost like kind of unwilling participants in some kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah, it just happened. It yeah. just happened, yeah. yeah. And also then kind of making it this kind of mysterious thing about why it happened. You know, well, I don't know how it happened or why. Look, you're obviously attracted to somebody. You feel, you know, that, but that mm. you're kind of sw- hiding that from yourself and under the thing. You wouldn't be doing it if you weren't. There's some kind of a, there's, there's some kind of a, a reaction that you're getting. Is, yeah. yeah, and I don't chemistry. just mean the attraction and yeah. the chemistry. I mean, there's something about the devilment of the behaviour that you're kind of getting a little kick out of. You're feeling guilty afterwards, sure. granted, but mm. you're getting a bit of a kick out of it. And that's what's attracting you to it. So it isn't actually an external thing. This is all a you problem. And you're, it's all within your wheelhouse to be able to do something about it. I think, unfortunately, what actually happens sometimes is that the, the kind of, the, the, it's the danger. It's the kind of this, the, 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 the forbidden fruit can kind of draw people towards it, especially if, the forbidden fruit only kind of come around kind of seasonally. You can kind of you fool yourself into thinking that it's not an ongoing thing. Yeah, you know. Mm. But in fact, what you're actually doing is a little treat. Yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. treat you have every so often. Yeah. Like, oh, exactly. I treat myself to a bit of with yeah. your yeah. Yeah, she exactly. she can ask herself because if she's saying it's all spontaneous, I wonder does she put on her good pants before oh, working yeah. out? Yeah, you know, that, that, that's, that's very good. Yeah. this is exactly it. Is that I'm saying that it isn't spontaneous. That it's almost like even right the letter in you know it's all coming up and you know this is all about to happen again and we're the ones now you and I Barbara are the only ones that can stop her 
with with our wisdom and our, you know, and I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree with you. Like, and I mean, the first thing that struck me when I read this was like, oh, yeah, isn't it terrible when things just happen? Yes. You know, when you just get <laughs> carried along on a wave off. of whatever <laughs> and then you find yourself, you know, doing the, the, the bold thing. I ate a whole cake. Guy. That's exactly what I had written down. It's like when you look at a cake and you go, oh my God, that cake looks gorgeous and you eat a whole load of it. And it's great at the time. But mm. then afterwards, you can't blame anybody else except yourself for eating the bloody cake. And I mean, you know, with all due respects here, this is this is her choice. Don't blame the cake either. Yeah, but also the, the, the nuclear reaction of, oh, I'll just stop going out altogether. I lose yeah, all my friends, yeah. but I won't go out anymore because I can't be trusted with myself. Like one of the first things you need to learn as an adult is that you are responsible for your own actions. So she is responsible for these actions, whether she thinks they are conscious or subconscious or she's been carried carried away on some kind of mad energy. But he has every such lovely she, eyes. He has yeah, such lovely eyes. Exactly. But she is at some level making a decision to do this and therefore or she is the only one who can stop it. <laughs> I bet she hasn't. I bet she he's a bit of a mot looking. I, I, I bet she, she that makes it even more yeah. puzzling to her. Yeah, but there's something, you know. What? No, yeah. he, he looks like the back of a bus. Yes, yeah. he does. No. Yeah, but he's there's no, something he's about him. There's something sexy about him yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. maybe that ugly it's sexy. his wedding ring. Yeah. That's, what's, that's what's sexy about him. It's like cracking a nut open. Oh, but it, you know what it's like. I was actually having a conversation last week, and it, it's completely not related. But then suddenly it is with a friend of mine who's who started back at the gym, and they were really worried about going away at the weekend because they they were going away and they they wanted to have a few glasses of wine and maybe a few. And I don't do all the and gym all, work. Oh, yeah. And, and I was basically saying to them, well, yeah, okay, if your only objective is is to follow the, the, the gym regimen for this week, then this weekend, you know, you have to be all kind of, no, 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 I won't. But if you're trying to find a, a life that works for you, then... Yeah. You know, you have to find a way to be allowed the treats that you're allowed to have mm. into your life. But making this kind of, like you said, a nuclear option of going, yeah. I can never go socially well, ever it, again. Yeah. It's kind of, it's like you're not actually addressing the problem. You're, not, you're not addressing the problem. You're not it's, acknowledging it's your own It's completely complicit. saying, I, I'm not involved in this. So the only way that, like, I'm not consciously doing this. So the only way I can not do it is by not going out. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Do you know, I mean, the only thing I would countenance on that kind of way of going is maybe drink less when your man's around. Maybe that might help. Mm. Uh, but all you have to do is steer clear of him. Steer clear of him. And if you can't do that, then you've got a bigger problem. You know? Yes. But yeah. it is also that, you know, the, the, again, it's, it's, it's the thing is, this is not about being attracted to somebody. This is not about the idea of, of you thinking that somebody in work, you know, has a very attractive wedding ring or whatever it is. <laughs> this is actually really about this person recognising that it's not about the situation that they're in. It's, it's about, about Yeah, it's yeah. about her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Totally agree. Uh, OMG, Declan, we are the same. It's the forbidden fruit. We all want it, says one mm. texter. And I don't think Declan was saying this <laughs> yeah, for himself. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 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 Declan. It's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Just rubbish your own you reputation. You want to your head and do a bowl and come out with a bit of apple in your mouth. Uh, I found out my husband had sex with a woman in the office years after it happened it still haunts me today please advise this woman to stop uh, though uh, a woman having fling with married workmate does absolutely nothing wrong with calling certain behaviour deceitful is there why are we so reticent about calling out bad behaviour and naming it for what it is could I also just that, remind everybody that 
the one who's married here is the guy. Yes, that's true. Not actually, the yeah. woman. She's yeah. actually, okay, she's in a relationship, but she's not yeah. married. So, you know, if we're going to be but all judgy Presumably, it, you know, the moral obligation is the same. Like, if she's in a relationship oh, with somebody... No, not when you've been to Mass and you've stood in front of the priest <laughs> and you've they made... Might have, they might have a humanitarian... Or one oh, yeah, of them. Yeah, humanitarian yeah, jobs. Yeah, humanist yeah, jobs. Humanist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, oh, go on, marry him now. We're after collecting all the money. Yeah. <laughs> or they might have a, one of them open, open relationships. Yeah. Well, yeah, they might, but I kind of get the impression she'd know about that if they did. Yeah. And yeah. she hasn't mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. She was just a kiss at the photocopy. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have to tell her anything about it. Uh, there's nothing hotter than an office romance. Oh, I, for one, think that if no one's getting hurt and it happens the odd time, go for it. That's a guy, right? I guess <laughs> so. There's no name in the end of it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. That's from yeah. Sister Margaret she in the... <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if that was the case, yeah, grand. But she's actually said here that she feels awful afterwards. Yes, of course she's, she does. She's enjoying it in the moment, like the cake, but she feels awful afterwards. Therefore, there is a problem. And if she doesn't want that feeling anymore, she's just got to stop. It's really not complicated. Oh, no, it's not complicated. But, I, I, you know, I, one thing probably feels the other. Because you know there are people who get terrible hangovers uh, and hangovers where they feel awful about themselves. Yes. Doesn't stop them drinking. Oh, it does. No. And then the following week they go out and do the same thing again. So there's kind of a yin and yang thing here. She knows... She feels terrible because she sinned. Oh, sinning. Sinning. Uh, And it's, you know. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't even think it's necessarily about that, the direct connection between the act and and the consequence. I think in the moment, some people have a great capacity to be able to... Forget about everything else. Yeah, and to just, you know... Yeah, but... Being an adult means you've got to rem- you've got to remember that there will be consequences to this. This is all great crack and it's all but like grand one of those and it's all fabulously one exciting. One of the texts is kind of saying that maybe there isn't consequences. And but she so has said there is. Her she own feels consequences, awful emotional consequences. Yeah, she has said yeah. there is. If and she he, was saying, I don't care, well then fine, carry but on. But they're obviously both talking about it as well afterwards because he's telling her that unless that's how they start... Or are they talking about it at all? No, they come up to you. No. I haven't seen you since the last time. Oh, I so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Here, like, I make you feel better. Oh, yeah. yeah, she said, I know oh, he feels the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's sure like he does. They're both yeah. like victims of this overwhelming I mean, lust that takes each other. over. Yes, that's when what they it is. go out for a night. Like, what? Get a grip. Yeah. Uh, it's the thrill. Come on. She needs to grow up and maybe look at, at her own relationships, as Montexo Dermot says. Uh, the uh, lads' work affairs always happen. Men and women working together, bored in their marriage. Suddenly the game is on again. It's human nature. That's so depressing. Well, whatever, depressing. but it is. But, it, but then again, it, it always comes down to the same point. Is that regardless of what your impulses and your urges are, if you care enough about the other person in your life that you, or, or even your own feelings afterwards, if it's you happy. have to make a decision in the moment to not, you know, not do the drugs. Not I always thought as well whatever. that the relationships and works were now not. I mean, they were certainly a big thing when I was like that in office. Even hotter. Yeah, I thought you weren't allowed anymore now. Yeah, but hiding from Claude well, makes it probably yeah, yeah. makes it even more better. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Running, running down the corridor from HR doesn't know. Claude from HR is probably at it herself. She's yeah. the one. Uh, yeah. We'd just like to point out uh, this is no allusion to any real Claude from yeah. HR. If there's one out there <laughs> now, I turn forty next year and I think I want to go traveling. However. I know it's a younger person's game and I'm wondering if I make the decision to uproot my life, will I regret it? I'm in a position where all my friends are married with children and I recently went through a breakup. I feel like I want to get out of Ireland and try Australia or something for a year or so, but I'm worried those years might be past me. I think we all have those visions of living abroad, going to the pub, Sundays on the beach and having zero responsibilities. 
I know that's not the reality, but the only thing that's stopping me from doing it is that I could find myself in a similar situation abroad, as I do in Ireland, at a different stage of life to other people my age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, first of all, it's never too late to yeah, do anything. Absolutely. Uh, and like you're turning 40, like, hello. Yeah. Do you know, gosh, yeah. certainly in this studio, yeah. you're really young. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm including you in that. Very harsh. Yeah, very harsh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. But I mean, you know, if this is something that this, I think it's a woman, if this is something she feels that she wants to do, well, then I would say she should definitely consider it seriously. Like the worst thing that can happen is that it won't live up to the idea she has in her head mm. of how it'll pan out. Yeah. And she comes home. Uh, now, what's not clear from the letter is, is she talking about emigrating for good or is she talking about travelling? I get the, I'm yeah, thinking traveling. she's talking about travelling, yeah. you know, spending maybe a year or two away. Um, so, so in other words, if you're lucky enough to have a house here, just don't go mad and sell the house and yeah. use all the money yeah. to travel. But if you're talking about renting your house and going travelling, well, then I would say absolutely do. The other, the other kind of cautionary note I would say is that you've just gone, you, you mentioned you recently went through a breakup. So I am... Um, you know, it can be very easy when you're dealing with something like that to kind of um, rush into something that maybe isn't as considered as perhaps it, you would have mm. normally made it. So, you know, do a little bit of research, do a little bit of thinking about it. But the idea that travel is only for people in their 20s or 30s even is not the truth anymore. There are yeah. people travelling of all ages and they live in vans and they live on barges. I know this from Instagram. Yeah. And they live these mad <laughs> lives. Um, so, you know, I, as I say, I think I think she's got certain things in her head that aren't the truth. Um, I know a woman, uh, an English woman who uh, turned 60 and shortly after she retired a few years later, sold up her house, bought a camper van and is happily living a nomadic life around the UK and, oh, the, that film. and Europe. Is that the film with Maggie Smith? No, it's not a film. It's a friend okay. of mine. Or the American film. Yeah, you won't win the Oscar for that. But like she yeah. could have the most yeah. amazing she could have the most amazing adventure and meet the most amazing people. So, you know, my instinct would be do it. Yeah. She's worried though that if she goes abroad to Australia or wherever, everyone will be anyone her age. Well she yeah. No, not, she, there's other see, people it's kind of like, yeah. I think people have this idea yeah. in their head of life as being like a, a game of uh, you know, snakes and ladders. Yes. And that she thinks that if she goes on the snake of, of or the ladder of, of travel, that when she comes back on the snake, she'll act, find herself in exactly the same spot that she was before. Whereas that won't be true simply because of the experiences that she'll have yes. had in, the, in will have changed her and, you know, whatever. So you never regret traveling. You never regret, you know, doing well. That's a bit of it. Well, yeah. But what I mean is it's <laughs> worth taking the chance. It's worth taking the chance. And I also think that um, like as long as, as you said already, she's not running away from something. Yeah. The, the, the references to zero responsibilities and, and kind of being away from things kind of tr- triggered a little bit of a... Oh, but I know alarm. that. You know, if you do, if she's had a breakup and therefore she has a freedom now that perhaps she didn't have before. Yeah. Um, I can understand why you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to use this now and I'm going to live life for myself for a little bit. And I think that's a great and way to heal. And your experience is actually at the core of what life is. If yes. you're not, you don't have to travel to do that, but, you know, yeah. it is It is what, you know, it's, it's a it's a better life to be lived yes. by ch- checking out and new experiences. And not following some kind of script that you think we yeah. all have to follow of like, you know. That's the whole thing. I think at the end of the day, regardless of whatever happens with this person's life, I don't think they'd look back 
you know, over the years of their lives and, and, and say, oh, oh I really regret yeah. travelling, you know, for a year yeah. around Southeast Asia and Australia. Gosh, I yeah. wish I never even learned anything about those places. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. No, happen. she won't. She'll have great, she'll have experiences one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but they should be mainly positive. So I would yeah. say definitely go for it. There's a whole Do world it. out there. Send and you are really young. Stop yeah, thinking you're old. Yeah, she's sitting well, around. But that's the thing. I'm thinking it's... I, I, I think she probably has this kind of very stratified idea of what you do at certain stages yes, of exactly, life. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, you don't go travelling when you're, yeah. you know, 40. And also you will find, I'd say, again, if she is a woman, which I think she is, you will find people saying, oh, you're going on your own, like, oh, Janie Mac, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's also, course. do you not want a family kind of thing? You know, that kind of stuff. Do you not want this? Do you not yeah. want that? I mean, that's kind of behind yeah. all this as well, is that mm. is stage of life choices. And when you make a radical decision like this, you do upset other apple carts along the way, even if it's only friends who feel, oh, you know, who half of them are probably going, oh, I'd really love to do that if it wasn't yeah. for the mortgage and the husband yeah. and the three kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you have the ability to go and do that, <laughs> go and do it. You know, uh, affect the begrudgers. I'm in my 50s. Uh, if I was that person situation, I'd go travelling. Uh, there's somebody else that sounds like she's trying to r- uh, run away from her problems. You can't make rash life decisions and expect a different outcome. No, but I mean, traveling is not Isn't, something, as I yeah. said, she's not emigrating for good, I don't think. She's going to spend a year or two traveling. And I think, yeah, I, I cautioned already that like if it is a grief response or or, or, or whatever to yeah. the breakup, yeah. she just needs to watch that. But if it's something that she really wants to do, it can be a great way to move on and to heal and to have the... Because you, when you're away from your own life, even if it's only for, on holidays for a couple of weeks, you do get a perspective that you don't get when you're in the middle of your own life. Yeah. You know no, that's I mean? true. You yeah. can be a different person when yeah. you're in a different environment. But you can also see your life in a perspective yeah. that's different. And that yeah. can be really useful, you know? <laughs> you go, God, I wish I hadn't given up my <laughs> job now. At least, the, at, least the, at least when I worked in that place, I had the uh, occasional ride with Tommy and a work night. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Barbara and Declan, thank you both very much. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.